0: Hello, people, and welcome to The Rock Show, episode 30, and we're continuing from last week, Johnny Cash, and we're talking right after he did the two um, prison jail, albums, prison album, yeah. jail album. um, and he got a fascinating story. The guy is like a great musician, a legend, and he just got getting better and better every time, right. and we are filming live from the international, and um, it's early, and I'm lumped up. Yeah, well Mike was, is sober, uh, but I'm lumped but up. Rock and Mike was, is sober. I was
1: lumped up early yesterday. You oh, you were lumped yeah,
0: up yeah, Friday. Mother oh, of God Friday I was lumped up You had that yeah, smile yeah. On your face Oh yeah
1: Yeah definitely <laughs> I, met, I met her And just, she saw me She's like You're lumped up <laughs> Alright so we're Part 2 of The Man in Black um, When we left off last week You know with the prison albums Were really popular Doing really well He was at a very big High point in his career And it was at that time In 1969 That uh, ABC gave him A TV show Okay It was called The Johnny Cash Show and it was filmed down at the Ryman Auditorium in Nashville every week. Yeah, and he would have uh, Statler
0: Brothers open up. The Statler up Brothers opened brother. every
1: week. Uh, the Carter family was part of it. Rockabilly legend Carl Perkins uh, was part of it almost every week. He, uh, it was it was a great show. I've seen a bunch of these shows over the years, and it really was one of the one of the best musical oriented shows I think ever on television. Um, he gave a start to a lot of people like for instance uh, Lin- Neil Young Neil Young there. was on early on right after yeah. he had left uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash and & Young and Linda Ronstad got her first TV appearance on the Johnny Cash show uh, he would have a wide range of artists Louis Armstrong yes. yes. Louis Armstrong <laughs> Louis Armstrong was on it yes Neil Diamond Kenny Neil Diamond, Rogers Kenny James Rogers. Taylor Ray Charles Roy Oberson uh, even had Eric Clapton right Derek and yeah. the Dominoes he even had Bob Dylan. yeah well, the Bob Dylan connection with, uh, with Cash goes back a couple and of years Johnny earlier. And Johnny Mitchell also. Yes, yes, Johnny Mitchell was, was, was on. Uh, you got to remember, like, in, in the 60s, late 60s, Bob Dylan was, was still pretty controversial, okay? And ABC gave Johnny Cash uh, a lot of wiggle room as far as, like, who he could have on, and, and they didn't mind too much. I think they did have a problem with Dylan being on, yeah. okay? Uh, they let him do it because he really was somebody you couldn't say that you know wasn't going to listen to you basically um, he would have some issues later on with uh, certain songs, with lyrics that the, the network didn't approve of but uh, his, his connection with Dylan goes back to about 1965-66 um, they had met and got along instantly, and he was always an advocate of, of, of what Dylan was singing But they
0: met in Woodstock, right? New York? Is that where they, they had? Mean? Yeah.
1: Well, they both had places in Woodstock. Yeah. It had nothing to do with the, okay. with the Woodstock show. It was earlier than that. But uh, Cash had a place in Woodstock, I believe, that he recorded in or something at times. But um, uh, they also had recorded the uh, Dylan's Nashville Skyline There's a duet between him and, and Dylan. Girl from the Northern Country.
0: Yeah, that was a okay, great, that's that a, a great, a great, great song. song.
1: I like that whole album. I'm not like a giant Dylan fan. I like, you know, a few things, and that's that's definitely one of the albums. Was really that liked.
0: album a Grammy-winning album? I think.
1: I th- or was I'm it nominated sure. for it the Grammy? It might have been. I'm not. Sure. I'm not sure. At that at that point, I'm not sure how much he was really being recognized, but uh, it was it was definitely a good album. You should pick it up. Um, Chris Christopherson was a guy that. Uh, Cash helped out yeah. uh, they became close friends he was an emerging songwriter in the country scene and he was definitely influenced by Cash as far as like the outlaw image yeah. and, and things like but that but he
0: sang that Sunday morning coming. Right. He, right. Wrote he wrote that he wrote that think, Christopherson right?
1: wrote that and there's that one line I'm wishing lord that I was stoned yeah. and when Cash performed it which is a classic performance I believe it was released as a single as live live track from the show um they had said to him listen the the network said don't don't say stomp and he said oh yeah sure no problem and then he went out and he said stomp because he probably didn't give a shit
0: because he probably
1: just it's his show yeah He, he was like what are you gonna do you know uh 1971 he wrote a song called man in black yes and basically that's just you know the perfect song for him it describes everything he he was wearing totally black at that point. Uh, he would wear a knee length black coat. And this was at a time when country artists were wearing rhinestones. Alright, so you know, he was definitely the opposite of all that. Uh he you never saw cash in like cowboy boots or anything like no. that. He wear boots but they were black. Yeah, black boots. Yeah, black He boots. wore
0: like uh work boots, like um you know, like a well, work he, boots. Yeah,
1: they were just stylish yeah. black leather boots, but but he wasn't wearing the You know, the nudie outfits, the nudie suits and all that stuff. And the rhinestones and all that. That wasn't his thing, obviously. Um, 1970s, uh, his popularity would kind of wane a little bit. And it was interesting when I was doing my research on this because I've been into Johnny Cash my whole life, but I've always tried to pinpoint exactly when I figured out who he was and how I got into it. And when I was doing the research last night, I, you know, it, it made me talk, think about it because he had done some commercials in the 70s, uh, one for STP, one for Amoco. And then he had a, two or three commercials that he did for Lionel Trains.
0: Oh, I okay? remember Lionel yeah. Trains. And
1: and, and I, I went on YouTube and I looked at the clips. Yeah. Okay. And it's it's hilarious because I remember the commercial. And then I'm, I'm piecing it together in my head and I'm like, you know... I was always into Lionel trains as a kid. Yeah, Lionel I had, Train I had, was That like Two to have. sets, yeah. And he's talking about, you know, you see the trains going around and he's singing. Like there's like a song in a commercial about Lionel trains. And I'm thinking, I must have seen this as a kid and then realized that my parents had cash records in the collection. You know what I mean? So I was yeah. like, oh, that's cool, you know, to get into. But um, in 1973, uh, he would team up with uh, Billy Graham about a film about Jesus called *The Gospel Road*. It uh, was also released as a double album. It's kind of like a spoken word thing where he narrates like the life of Jesus and all that. Um, I do want to go back to a couple of years. Um, where are we at? 1970. Yeah, 1970. He meets Richard Nixon. Okay, now he was friends with every president from Nixon until George W. Bush. Yeah. And uh, basically, um, what happened was, Nixon had asked him to perform a couple of songs that uh, Johnny just wasn't going to do. I um, this right here. Where is it?
0: Well, he went to Nixon. He actually went to talk about... Um,
1: Got it. Okay, Sorry. I was out, I was out of order here. I was out of order. Okay. Um, there was three songs that that Nixon had asked him to do. One was by Merle Haggard called yeah. Okie from Muskogee. It's a Oki famous Okie from song. Muskogee. That's a good right. song. One was A Boy Named Sue. Boy okay. Named Sue. And one was a song called Welfare Cadillac by an old country guy named Guy Drake. And I didn't recall this song when I was doing no. the, the notes last night. So I had to look it up. <laughs> you got to hear this song, Rob. It's, it's all about... Like how this guy lives in a shack, it's falling apart, but he always has a new Cadillac oh because my. he's on welfare. Oh like my god! Day. And you know, the doors are falling off the hinges. That's the lyrics, you know. But every month I got a new Cadillac. You know, every year I got a new Cadillac. It's like holy. Sh- and Nixon wanted him to do that song. <laughs> <laughs> and Johnny was like, "No, I can't do that, right?" And he gave the excuse like, "Well, I don't really know it. There's not enough time to learn it, but." What's interesting is the songs that he chose to do, okay? Ira Hayes, boy, boy, right? boy Named Sue, right? Which was the big hit, like 69, yeah. and then the Ballad of Ira Hayes, which yeah. was the, the, you know, he was talking about the plight of American Indians. Yeah. Um, and then he also did Man in Black, which is, I mean, the, the lyrics of that are political as well. I mean, he's talking about why he wears black for the prisoner. You know, for the poor and the beaten down, all right? And he also did a song called What is Truth. Have you heard What yeah. is Truth? Yeah. Okay, he was talking about how young kids with their long hair are getting discriminated against because of the way they look. Oh, yeah. You know? So I just thought it was... Crazy. You yeah.
0: know what made me really... I was surprised how many guest appearances he did on TV yeah. shows. I never knew he did so many fucking TV Absolutely. shows. Absolutely. I was shocked by that. Like Absolutely. I'm looking... I, I kind of remember him. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's it, it with the same thing with the Lionel he, Train. He, he, it's he, like, wait up, in I know the this mother...
1: In the 70s, okay. it was common to see Cash and sometimes even June Carter on TV. Yeah. yeah. Now, in uh in March of uh 74... He did the, the famous Columbo episode. Yeah. You ever see that one? Okay. I remember he he's in it. Yeah, he's 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 a, he's like a gospel country singer guy. He's married to this like woman that's just horrible, okay? <laughs> and he's a pilot. And he decides that they're going to go from one city to yeah, another on okay. tour and he decides he's going to jump out of the plane. And so it's, he, fa- he fakes, like, the accident. Like, he jumps out of the plane. The plane crashes with the woman in it because there's no freaking pilot. He drugged them. He drugged, the, I think, his uh, friend of hers and, yeah. and her. And so they're passed out in the back. He's flying the plane, and he jumps out, and he parachutes. And then he lands near the, the plane crashes. He lands near it and puts himself, like, inside the inside plane. The plane. Like, he got, like, he survived. That's right? fucking great. And the whole show, it's like... It's one of the best Columbos because like you you have a feeling that Colombo actually might like might lose this case. Like he's not gonna cash nah. You know, but in the end cash fucks up.
0: So it's that's a great episode. You wanna hear something funny? Um fucking okay, do you know Jim Carter was like a distant cousin of Jimmy Carter?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very distant cousin. Yeah, I was yeah. like, holy shit. Yep, yep. Uh, he was actually pretty tight with, with Jimmy Carter in, 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 during his administration. Let me ask you a
0: lot the, Do you remember the
1: show that he did, Riding the Rails? Yeah. yeah. Riding the Rails was a, a history of trains. Trains, yeah. I a, do remember A musical that. history of trains. Yeah, I, I do remember that. Uh, he was also on an episode of Little House on the Burn. <laughs> which I, 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 I remember, it's him and June. They're like a couple, and they moved to Walnut Grove. and I, I uh, remember, It's amazing. I, I was that. like,
0: when yeah. I'm looking at that, he, he was like... He was also in the that little TV show North and South.
1: Yeah, in the eighties. In the eighties, yeah,
0: he played yeah. a bunch of shit. He, yep. was, he also made June. They also made a Dr. Queen Medicine Woman, which was a fucking mm-hmm.
1: piece of shit show. I never liked that show. I so, hated ex- that show. Ex- except Jane Seymour was kind of hot, but.
0: You ever seen the, you ever seen in um, Ricky Bobby? The, yeah. when, if we wanted, we name it, what, what they name it, Texas and Walker. If we wanted a bunch of pussy, we would name it Dr. Quinn, Dr. medicine Quinn, woman.
1: <laughs> That's a great movie, right? <laughs> I love, I love the scene where, where, where Will Farrell when he's like, I always pray to the baby Jesus. I don't pray, I don't pray, I don't pray to the, pray, adult, pray Jesus. To
0: the adult Jesus. He's a
1: man. He got a oh, beard. Yeah, Dewey Cox, Dewey Cox is good. Coach. Yep. That's Walk, hard. Walk hard. Walk that hard. Walk great. hard. That was great. Oh yep. my god, that was great. Mm-hmm. Walk hard. That was like yep. at the end of the day, like a That's I saw that in the that movies, was man. That was that was a great flick? That was a great flick. Now, like I said, he was friends with, with Jimmy Carter, yeah. and uh, he was asked to um, uh, do the uh, the bicentennial and be the grand marshal in '76 in yes. Washington D.C. He actually gave a free concert at the Washington Monument as well that day. Um, in 1980, he would become the youngest uh, inductee into the Country Music Hall of Fame. He was only 48 at the time. Yep. And uh, he actually, in the early 80s, did an episode of The Muppet Show, which oh, I, yeah, do remember. I remember. I remember that. I remember that Muppet. as well. Yep, yep. Um, however, uh, in 1983, uh, Johnny would get re-addicted to pills again. Mm. Uh, he had an abdominal surgery, uh, abdominal injury, I should say. A strange freak accident. Did you ever hear about this? What wow. He used to keep an ostrich on his farm and the thing kicked him in the stomach.
0: You remember that weird, there was a actually not too long ago, that big bird that killed his owner. Also it was like a weird... Yeah, like it was, a peacock type <laughs> it thing was or a something. It
1: yeah, just yeah, killed yeah, the yeah. owner by recently, mistake. Right? Yeah, it was weird. It was yeah. yeah, it was a woman or a man. Yeah, killed. it was a woman that was killed yeah. by her, like a
0: chicken. Yeah, like a weird bird. It's like it's almost well, it like a, an ostrich. It was almost kind. like it was a
1: big bird, like an ostrich or a Yeah, it was God. huge. It, yeah. killed, it killed her. Yeah. But Johnny got kicked in the stomach, and he ended up taking painkillers, and he got re addicted to them mm. for a little while. Uh, he would get that under control, though, fortunately. And in 1985, he would start the Highwaymen. Yeah. That was just like a super group between him, Chris Christopherson, Waylon right. Jennings, and Willie Nelson. But
0: between that, he wasn't doing much music since the Highwaymen. He was, sti- he was still,
1: keeps- you know, in the in the 80s. And I'm going to talk get into this. Columbia Records. Uh, we're doing him all, basically. Yeah. They almost forgot about him. Yep. You know, they had him. They didn't drop him. They would. They would put out his music, but they wouldn't market it. Yep. Yeah. So it wasn't making any money for him, and for the label, really. Um, they. I don't think they knew what to do with him anymore because, by the '80s, country music had changed a lot. Yeah. And it had become a little more pop, and now now it's it's very pop, except for a few. Outlaw people that are out there, Hank, yeah. Hank Williams III Third and guys like that, yeah. you know, which I think are great. But um, when he did the Highway Man, that was something that, that Columbia was 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 promoting a little bit. I remember seeing, but that um, was like a super group. Almost, it was, it was. It. They, Wayne and Jenny. They did they did that version of Ghost Riders in the oh, Sky. Oh, that's
0: a fucking great, great thing, fucking dude. version. Mm, yep. yeah. Ah,
1: that's shit is haunting. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that song is great. Anyway, by the Outlaws. And, but the way the highwaymen no, do it. Yeah. Really good.
0: Um, I love this song, The Highwayman. I was a highwayman yeah. and it told yep. about four story about men right. mm-hmm. at the end. Right. The end of his life. I'll
1: see Goodbye, to to okay. Shout Shout Mario. Mario. Goodbye, right. Mario. Bye, good con you. Dios. Yep. All
0: right.
1: Everybody go to the Odessa to see Mario. Tip him well. He needs it for his jacket. And make
0: him get a lot of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> All
1: right. Um the Highwaymen would actually release three albums. There was The Highwaymen in 1985, Highwaymen 2 in 1990, and then The Highwaymen The Road Goes On to Forever uh came out in 1995. Uh Cash would have some health problems in 88. He would get double bypass surgery on his heart, and he actually refused painkillers with this when he was when he was healing. Uh he was afraid to get re-addicted again. Uh it was around this time that he was really getting sick of Columbia Records, okay? They weren't marketing on him at all. Uh, he almost felt invisible in, in the whole country scene. So he would leave them and he would uh, still be on them as the Highwaymen and some side projects. Yeah. But when it came to his solo stuff, he went over to Mercury for a little while. Yeah. Okay? Now also what had happened is even from the 70s there was there was stuff that they would refuse to put out yeah he had recorded like a, a double gospel album and, and they refused to put it out in the late 80s he had recorded another double gospel album and they refused to put it out um, they weren't working with him anymore you know and one thing too is uh, he never liked the way Columbia Records wanted him to record his vocals, yeah. and when you listen to some of the stuff that, especially the later stuff on Columbia, it's just kind of like overproduced, okay, and his style of recording was, he would be with a small ensemble, and the vocals would be done with the band, but Columbia always demanded that he'd be separated from the band do the, the vocals later, and it's just it just wasn't the way he preferred to sing, you can tell the difference. So in 86, he left Columbia as a solo artist. He would stay on with some of the side projects. Uh, in 86, he reported at Sun Records called Class of 55. Uh, this was an album with Roy Orbison, Jerry Lee Lewis, and Carl Perkins. Uh, he also wrote a book in 1986 called Man and Wife, and it was about the Apostle Paul's conversion from being sold and coming to Jesus Christ. Uh, 1990... Uh, Johnny Cash would also uh, record like a King James version of the Bible. Um, I want to tell this story, Rob, when you're ready. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jerry, how you doing? Come here, I want I want to, I want. want you to hear this. Come closer. Because I know you're a, a big advocate of Rastafari. Okay? All right. Now, there's actually a connection between Johnny Cash and Rastafari. Okay. Okay. Um, Basically, uh, for me, you know, when when I got into that that lifestyle, one of the things I learned is that you had to accept the King James Version as the the correct version of the Bible. Now, when I had that version of Cash doing the King James Version of the Bible, I was, like, very interested in that. You know, I thought it was cool. But the King James is a version that got changed, ain't it? Uh, no. always it's, it's always, been, it's always, always been, been, been the same. It's always okay. been original. Which
0: one got changed? Because uh, one of the kings got to
1: change. Huh? The, new huh? the New Testament. The new well, there's different. Ver- like the yeah, Catholic the Church, Church, Church has changed their no, things it's over it's the years. But um, yeah. when I found out that Johnny had done this version of, yeah. of, the, of the King James Bible, I remember I picked it up, and then you know later when I got into Rastafari, I was like, wow, I didn't know that Cash had done that version, you know. Yeah. And then. Yeah. Uh, There's a story going back to 1981. He had a second home uh, in Jamaica, okay? Uh, He lived in Henderson Hill, Tennessee, but he had this second home in Jamaica he would vacation to. Uh, It was a place called Cinnamon Hill. And on Christmas of 1981, he was celebrating it down there. Um, He was sitting down, the family had just done Grace, dinner, yeah. and three people busted in, home invaded the freaking place, okay, and they robbed them, okay, and they tied they, they brought them down to the basement, these guys were armed, okay, they put the gun to John Carter Cash's his head, his son, to his head, or oh, one of his friends' head, I think, actually, not him,
0: and, um,
1: you know, said they were going to kill him unless they gave everything, so they actually... Uh, he made out with a lot of valuables and I believe June caught his truck and got out, okay? Now, Cash, the way he responded with this is he actually kind of had compassion for the three guys. What would happen in Jamaica is they, because of Cash's notoriety, they, they, the, the Jamaican government were like, we've got to get these guys. And they did get them. They got them actually, uh, at the airport, so trying, they're trying they're to, get to, get to get out, trying yeah. to get out yeah. on a plane to Miami yeah. or something yeah. like that. They were going to sell all the stuff that they had, jewelry and everything like that. But in custody, they all died. Okay, mm. no they all custom? died in police custody. Oh yeah, that I means they, they didn't even yeah, talk you you they know do what happened there. So, I think you know, Cash yeah. actually felt For bad sure in a way. He was like, "Look, you know," he goes, "I could see myself yeah, in these yeah. three guys. They were junkies." they needed money you exactly. know and and they just you know they came in and he would never leave Jamaica he kept that house the rest of his life and he helped a lot of the neighbors after that and you know he was very helpful he would give money we would give food whatever they needed for the poor people and uh, actually in 2003 when when cash would would pass away Jamaica would actually send an emissary so to, to the funeral. Wow! Yeah, because they always respected yeah. them, yeah. you know, for that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, and also with country music, a lot of people don't realize too. There's actually a direct line between country music and reggae. Okay. Because in in, in, in Jamaica, what you had in the early days when reggae was just first starting, all you could hear on the radio was country music or R and B. R and B. Okay. And oh, many of these, these guys, look at like Toots and the Maytals, the, did that cash. version of Country oh, Roads. My,
0: yeah. Okay,
1: you know, so the, the influence is there and they were influenced by Cash and guys like that as well. Oh man. So in uh, 1987 to 1991, he would be with Mercury Records. It wasn't a great arrangement, but he was getting some material out. There was uh, one album called Wanted Man, which was pretty good. He did the, did, does a song, a Bob Dylan song called Wanted Man. And uh, but little did he know that he would kind of be on the road to a huge comeback. Oh, yeah, All very right? huge, and comeback. that would be with producer Rick but you, Rubin. But he,
0: but he did a bunch of like albums with, like, um, he did like a duet with Wayne Jenny. he did yeah. a duet with Roy Orbison. Yep, oh, yeah. Um, you know, the guy was still doing a lot, no, of, this, he, a lot he of he was uh, always filming, busy, you know? always busy. Yep, and then he, to the point that he did a he did like I I don't know if you mentioned this in 1986 where he did that, um. The supergroup, another team, Roy Orbison, Jerry yeah, D. Lewis, yeah, yeah, the, cla- Perkins the, class of the class of yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. It was uh, Roy Orbison, Jerry D. Lewis, and Carl Perkins. That's a great album. Yeah, that's I, a great I never album. heard it. No, so it is, I it's like very good. good. It's very. Good. He, he actually recorded that song. And album.
0: he also did another. He did. Uh, he uh, he did, he recorded Johnny's uh, reading of the complete New Testament. In yeah, I was just that's what I was just talking about that, the yeah, King James version. King James version. And
1: I have it at home. It's like ten discs. It's long, you know. Uh, is it long? Yeah, of course. It's, a whole, it's all four Gospels. And they, got,
0: they got a great one about, um, it's um Morgan Freeman reading the Bible, which is fantastic. Well, he's, got, yeah. he's got a voice. He got to, the out. voice. Yeah, yeah. Or the voice of God, right? The voice oh, of God. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, between May and December of 1993, uh, he would be recording on the American Recordings label. Okay, now that was formerly known as Deaf American Uh, It was a rap and hard rock label that Rick Rubin had. Yeah. And Rick had a vision with Cash. He just said, you know, we're going to make this a stripped down thing. You're going to come to my house in Los Angeles. And, you know, we're going to record this album in my living room. And that's basically what they did. Uh, Rick Rubins was totally involved with the recording. He wasn't just his name put on it or anything like that. Um, Some of the tracks were recorded in Hendersonville, Tennessee. And the two live tracks on there, "Tennessee Stud" and "The Man That Couldn't Cry," were recorded at the Viper Room, wow. at Johnny uh, Depp's old place, yeah, in L.A. Yeah. But, but the majority of the album was actually recorded on Rick Rubin's couch in his living room. Okay, Rick Rubin's couch. Yep. Hey, what yep. can you tell me about this uh, one-off Christmas album he did? Well, I think it was in, I think it was like 88, something like that, or it, when was that, 87, 88 maybe? Yeah, it was around that area. Yeah, I mean, he had signed with Mercury Records right yeah. after leaving Columbia, oh, so yeah. I think they were trying to put out anything that, you know, could have a hit, you know. In the 80s, you could still put out a Christmas record and not offend anybody, right? Yeah, so. he did. The album with some <laughs> of his
0: kid and even Paul McCartney. was yeah. on that Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what, I gotta tell you, I never heard this album, I gotta look it up. Christmas album, Yeah I think I have it do You have, like, I think, I have
1: I think, it I think I have it What I have. did they do Like the classic Like yeah. traditional Yeah it's like Oh come all ye faithful And oh, all okay. that kind of stuff Yeah I think there's a couple Like yeah. very countryish ones You know who did A
0: great fucking Christmas oh. Um The guy Um McFarlane From uh, Chris McFarlane? The McFarlane, um yeah, McFarlane from um yes,
1: know, the like
0: family guy. Oh oh oh, oh, uh, oh, oh, oh oh oh, it is fantastic. Oh yeah
1: yeah yeah you, you gotta know, listen
0: what? to that. He got the Hawaiian uh Christmas song. You gotta listen, um uh, McFarlane, Seth McFarlane. Seth McFarlane <laughs> is fucking yes. it is fucking fantastic. Yeah, 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 that. It's yeah, yeah. one Christmas album that I own. And then the Bobby Boudet Okay.
1: <laughs> Christmas album is excellent. Great shit, great shit. Good stuff. I mean, it was it used to be mandatory for people to do Christmas albums. You know, if you were an artist, they, you know, big enough like a, a Johnny Cash type, you had to put out a Christmas album. You know, it just was, was mandatory. He was always good with that, yeah, right? Yeah, he always had like some some, some like, like,
0: things on TV or Yeah, yeah, we and talked remember about we, that. that. Yeah, like, remember he came TV on, specials. Hmm.
1: Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. yep Roy yep. Orbison. Yep.
0: Yep. Yep. Um,
1: that first American Recordings record, I mean, it's classic, it's, it's you know, Delia's Gone, uh, The Beast in Me, which was written by Nick Lowe, 13, the song 13 was written by Glenn Danzig, and the rumor is that when Danzig heard that he was being asked to write a song for Johnny Cash, he was so excited, he actually wrote it in 20 minutes. Okay. Supposed that song, 13, was written by, by Danzig in, t- in yeah, 20 minutes. Um, the album, uh, to me, I listened to it last night, the first time in a while. I haven't listened to that first album in a while. And it holds up. It, it's just like a stripped down version of everything Cash had ever done. It's even more primitive than I Walk the Line and things like that. Yeah. It's just him playing a, a Martin acoustic guitar. Okay. Uh, just him playing, and that voice, by that time he was like about 60 yeah. years yeah. old, 61, yeah. so his voice was kind of getting gravelly yeah. and you know... had yeah, that really low yeah. voice. Yeah. Like, you know, now, uh, the album got critically acclaimed like crazy, I mean everybody was loving it, except for one fucking asshole, okay? And that was in the Village Voice. Robert Criscow oh, okay? Fuck that motherfucker yeah. Now I remember this article Okay Because I used to read The Voice every week Okay Just at least to see what was going on In the back pages And the shows And all that shit Yeah I know you used to look at the tranny stuff right? oh. The back- <laughs> <laughs> but, oh yeah man but, but I remember when that album came out And I was psyched for it And I bought it And I loved it And then there's Robert Criscow bashing it Okay <laughs> and basically he said it was overhyped and he said that uh, it didn't have the traditional sound of Johnny Cash but like it wasn't supposed to it was supposed to be stripped out it wasn't going to sound like I Walked the Line in 1992 you know they weren't going to do that Um, just you know Village Boys, man, assholes. Okay, now that album got to number twenty-three on the Billboard Country charts, and on the Billboard Top Two Hundred, it made it to number one eleven. So he was back on board. He was he was back getting into the mainstream again, back into the public conscience. He even made an episode of Beavis and Butthead, Do you know that?
0: Yeah. He made an episode of The Simpsons too. He yes, was, he was a homeless spiritual. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: But, but the Beavis and Butthead episode, you know, when they used to show the videos, right? That's one of the best ones ever that they did because at, fir- at first you just see Beavis and Butthead, like, they stop talking. You're like, huh? Uh. <laughs> and they're looking. They're like... What is this? Like, is this like some gangster rap shit? And, he goes, <laughs> <laughs> and, and you see, you see, like in the video is like, you know, he's talking about how he's got to shoot this woman a few times. Finally, she's dead. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. You know? And then he goes, uh, "There's that line." He goes, "It makes me want to grab my submachine and, and fucking and fucking." But it's like, holy cow, man! <laughs> Let me ask you
0: a question. Also. Johnny Cash had a very uh, spiritual. Yeah. the same way, he went to Israel and became very, yeah. very super, like, high religion. He did gospel for a long, long time. Yeah, long yeah long no, long I mean, long he, long. he would, he, and he would get yeah. a lot of,
1: take care, Mike. He would, he would get a lot of pushback from Columbia over the years, you know, because of his, his religiousness, okay? He wanted to put out gospel records they wouldn't let him, okay? Things like that.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's something yeah, that was funny, his lifelong, his lifelong and it,
1: thing. And it's funny, he wore black all the time, right? Yeah, Word for the down, the poor and the beaten down Yeah, yeah right. Man, he
0: was black you know, like Living just,
1: on the hungry you know, side, side of town, town. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. um, American Recordings 2 Would come out That would be in 1996 Now he grabbed up Tom Petty and his band To record most of this with him And it was actually uh, Released in November of 1996 Once again produced by Rick Rubin And this was the the album that he'd win a Grammy for. Yeah, he won. Okay, yeah. it was for Best Country Album, and wow. he was nominated also for Best Male Country Vocal, and that would be for Soundgarden's Rusty Cage. Yeah. He recorded that for that album.
0: Well, the album was originally known as Unchained. And Unchained, then it's right. A, American into, Recordings to Unchained.
1: Unchained. Yep, yep. Great album. Great album. It is a fucking great album. He's I got, remember you know, that. He had Tom Petty on there and, and, and his band, but he also had Flea. Played bass on ah, a track. It was Lindsey Buckingham and Mick Fleetwood would play on it. Um, the tracks on here are classic. You know, see a heartbreak, Southern accents, country boy, kneeling uh, drunkard's plea, yeah. which is one of my all-time mm-hmm. favorites. The title track, Unchained. Me and I, Cat. Even Beck wrote a song called Robo for the album. Now, what I remember the most about this is when he when he won the Grammy. Got to remember. They weren't playing these songs on. He, he he, these albums did well in the charts, but they, he wasn't getting any radio play, not by country music stations. Yeah. All right. So he wins a Grammy, and the next day he takes out uh, a full page ad. I think it was in Variety. Yeah. It's that famous picture of him giving the finger. Okay. And he just said, you know, I, I, this is for all the people that that you know weren't there for me all these years. You know, thank you for nothing. Okay, like he really like took a, you know, he was just like you people did nothing to, to help me and I still want a Grammy. So it was, it was a good fuck you. Yeah. And that's a, that, that picture of him giving the oh, finger God. was from uh, the late 60s. I think it was like backstage during one of the prison albums, might have been taken. But uh, how many times you see that shirt, right? Okay, uh, 1997, uh, he would have some further health problems, unfortunately. Uh, he would actually be misdiagnosed and told that he had Parkinson's disease, uh, and then reevaluated and actually misdiagnosed again and told he had Shy Draeger disease. Now that's a, 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 a neurological degenerative disease. They thought he had that. Um, finally, he was properly diagnosed, and it turned out he had what was called autonomic neuropathy. And that was related to diabetes, which he had gotten over the last couple of years. Uh, he had nearly collapsed on stage uh, October 25th, 1997 in Flint, Michigan. And basically at that point, he was told to curtail his touring down to a minimum. Uh, but he still recorded. Uh, there was nothing going to stop him from putting records out. In 2000, he would come out with um, American Recordings 3, Solitary Man. Uh, great album Solitary Man's a Neil Diamond song there's a great cover of that on there Uh, I believe there's also the cover of uh, U2's One he did that as well Uh, in 2002 he would come out with American Recordings 4 The Man Comes Around and I think that that's probably one of the best ones out of the originals there that he did with Rick Rubin Uh, that's the album with the title track Man Comes Around which was used in the closer credits for the remake of Dawn of the Dead, uh great scene in that movie at the end there when they use that song. And um that's a that's a, a scary song, right? The man comes around. Yeah. Okay, he's basically talking about Armageddon. Uh but the track that always stood out for this and and you know, it would be his last album uh basically while he was alive, uh hurt. By Nine inch nails originally. That was his, his version of that. He also had a
0: personal Jesus, personal which Jesus was also the best mode. Yeah, the mode. But I heard that video actually won a Grammy too. I think it did for the, for like yeah. the video because it was just like
1: it's like fucking. I watched Jim Carter, I, I, Look I, I, this
0: guy's gonna die any anyway. minute. I
1: watched it last night, and uh, for some reason YouTube took down like the regular version of it. I had to find like a Spanish subtitled version, but it was still the, the video. And, uh, Why did YouTube take it down? I don't know. Maybe because he died. Maybe like, there's no licensing to show it, or something. Maybe the Cash family took it down. I don't know. Maybe it was even down before. I haven't looked at it in a while. But um, I mean, and that's a scary video. You watch, You see Cash. He's 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 very old, and uh, you know he was only in his late 60s, but but he he looked you know 20 years older. Yeah. And. Uh, he In the video, you see him, he's singing and, and he's pouring the wine on everything, right? And and <coughs> there's that one scene with June Carter looking on at him, like from a staircase looking down. You know, it's like haunting. Yeah. Know? And uh, that actually got... I remember hearing that, I think it was on K-Rock for the first time. Uh, somebody played it in the afternoon. I forget who was on in the afternoon in those days. But uh, they were like, oh, the dude Johnny Castro on there was hurt. And I was like... And, and they actually... Came back to it at the end of the song, and spoke and was like, "Wow, that was pretty incredible," you know. So I went out and I bought that right away. That was in May of two th- that, was was in the, May uh, that was in two thousand and two. That came out. Uh, May of two thousand and three, June Carter Cash would pass away. Uh, she died from complications related to uh, heart valve surgery, uh, which I'm going to mention quick was the reason Eddie Money died the other day. Yep. Okay. Uh, Eddie Money was actually diagnosed with cancer a few weeks ago. He came out with it that he had stage four esophagus cancer, but he had also had a heart valve surgery, and he died from complications from that. It wasn't even from the cancer. Oh,
0: but Anybody, uh, yeah, that's right. Ah,
1: died this yeah, week? he died the other day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, June Carter Cash would die related to this, and uh, before she passed away, she told Johnny, "Listen, keep recording, no matter what you do." And uh, of course, he was. Heartbroken, he lost his soulmate. Okay. But he recorded 60 more songs, yep. okay? And wow. July 5th of 2003, he would play a show in Virginia. And that's his, it, last, show, his last, okay. public, last public performance Ring ever. A fire. And he did Ring of Fire. And oh uh, he, he gave like a short prepared speech beforehand introducing the song. And he talked about how much he loved his wife and missed his wife and how she's looking down on him and all that stuff. <laughs> and uh that would be his last performance uh in august of that year he would record some final songs a track called the uh, like the 309 which would make the posthumous uh, american five album 100 highways that came out after he passed away september 12th, 2003 johnny cash would die at age 71 from complications related to diabetes It was less than four months after June died, Mm -hmm. all right? uh, He would be buried in Hendersonville uh, Memory Gardens uh, near his home, and next to her, and it was the end of a 50-year musical career, and it was the end of an American legend. Yeah. Right right. there.
0: So the album was still coming out.
1: Yeah, there's a couple more albums that came out after. I think everything's been released now, and they're all good. Uh, there's, there's one that came out later with a, a version of Bob Marley's redemption song uh, that he does as a duet with Joe Strummer oh, Joe Strummer so, yeah, and Joe right. passed in 2002 so it had to be around that time that yeah. they recorded it yeah. and uh, amazing um, what can you say you know, there's, there's never been a, a, a there'll never be another Johnny Cash it'll never happen oh yeah, yeah. you're absolutely right yeah. there's
0: no doubt about American legend
1: you know? definitely we're do an album in a week. Yeah, what's All the right? album of a week. Um, it's going to be American 4, The Man Comes Around. I think that's my favorite album out of those American I albums. I love that. I love that album. I, mean, I, it had, I think that's a you know, a her Personal album. Jesus, The Man Comes Around. Uh, there's, a, there's a track on there called Sam Hall, which is great. Um, Song of the Week, it was a tough one for me to pick. There's so many great ones. But I went back to the first album, American Recordings, and there's a track on there called The Beast in Me that was written by Nick Lowe. And uh, Nick Lowe was married to a a Cash family member at one point. And uh, so they were close friends. And he recorded it for that album. And it's a haunting song about how we all have these demons inside ourselves. Oh, without question. Cash sang about that from the beginning. You know, I mean, there's so many songs. If you listen to the lyrics, He's crying out, saying, yeah, I'm, I'm fucked up inside. I can't help it. You know, I'm a, I'm a man of contradictions, you know, and he was, you know, he was this devout Christian, but he always said he was the biggest sinner in the world, you know, so he knew he knew both sides of the coin, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he definitely did. Yeah. He did a lot of fucking shit, man. Yeah. So that's the end of our Johnny Cash, uh, two parts. Um, you know that
0: when June Carter died, he had like a you say that she came down and visited him for a few minutes. Do you know that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. wish him Before good luck he had done Ring of Fire. And told yeah. him, can oh, you yeah. please keep doing what you're doing and don't stop. It's this crazy. Is, I mean, right. when you're with somebody for practically 40 years, okay, how can they not? You know, you know they're going to visit you. Yeah. They're part of your life, you know? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Exactly. Alright, so we got some upcoming shows I want to talk about. Tonight, uh, We're going to go see Black Uru at Sony Hall here in in the city. It's a venue over near Times Square on 46th Street. Uh, Great reggae band, been around for almost 50 years. Um, One of my favorite bands of all time. They usually come around this time of year, so we always go see them. Uh, I think there's still tickets available if anybody's interested, if you come you want to find me, I'm in the VIP section, motherfucker. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, Damn, shit.
0: VIP, that's the way yep, we do it yep. here at
1: the uh, rock show. Yes, that's yeah. right. That's right. And I'm going to hand out some business cards. Yeah, you want some uh, business cards? Let's get yeah, some connections. Get some connections. Well, Big Mike was here yesterday, and a, and a buddy of his is the DJ tonight. Oh, some, I know which one. Uh, uh, Walter. Walter. Walter, yeah. Walter, yeah.
0: You his, his can also see water for some other stuff, if you know what I mean. Okay. <laughs> I had a feeling. I had a
1: feeling. <laughs> okay. Um, that's, that's tonight, Black Uru at Sony Hall. Um, wow, September 26th is coming uh, next week. Uh, the Undead are playing uh, the Bowery Electric. It's a Thursday night. Go check that out. Um, when is it? This Thursday? No, the 26th. All right. I don't see if I go see them that day. Uh, next
0: week.
1: Yeah, it's next Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, let's go. I mean, it, you know, it's not that late. I'm going to it's see if I a... get out of work early that day too. I'm going to talk to one of the one of the guys. You get out of work at eight. I'll try to get out. You of You might work not have seven. to get out. It might yeah. they might be on a little bit late. I'll, I'll yeah. find out. If, yeah. I'll talk to Bobby and Diana about that. Um, October 17th, the Flesh Tones are playing Bowery Electric, and October 18th, Richard Lloyd from Television is actually playing there too. Oh, wow. He's had he's had some uh, some solo material out recently, so he's he's been playing around a little bit. That's not his first show there recently. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, when we got next month we got the Misfits show. I believe yep. that's the 19th. Yeah. Uh, okay, you think we're getting in there? Or? I,
0: I, let's see what Budweiser can do. I'll ask for tickets. I don't can do is hope, and we get them, and that's it. We'll go.
1: What are do we doing next week, time? Rob? It's your call. Oh,
0: man, um, we can either do, um, we could do, um, <laughs> I was thinking of, um, Hank William III. the third? The third, or maybe the original Hank William. Or maybe you can do Hank William with Hank William the third and go through the family. Table. Yeah, talk
1: about the family a little bit. Yeah. Uh, you want to stay in the country mode or country you want to change gears? You can even do
0: more Hagley if you want. What, what are you thinking of? Well,
1: Hagley would be an interesting I'd like life. to, I, I mean, Hank Williams the is great. I, I wouldn't mind doing a show on him. Uh, I know we talked about doing Ted Nugent. Let's do Ted Nugent Motor City Mad Men Let's talk about Ted Nugent Fuck it That
0: would be a great show You want to do Ted Nugent next
1: week? Alright We'll do that And then maybe we'll get back to Hank the Third after that Next month we got Some great shows Coming up for Halloween We got uh, a show On Screaming Jay Hawkins And and, uh, Screaming Lord Such Uh We're going to do a show On Alice Cooper Alice Cooper, yeah We're going to do a show On The Misfits And we're going to do a show On Black Sabbath Yep, it should be interesting I got a friend of mine Coming in to talk about Sabbath and Ozzy uh, that should be good. So we're we're all set up basically through October with it with, yeah. all, with all these shows. But uh, next it, week the Motor City Man, man, I'm sure we're going to piss a lot of people off. Oh yeah, without question. Oh yeah, yeah. How dare you do a show on him?
0: Yeah, t- now nah, he he be. How dare be. you? He deserves to be. You know, he was he was a fucking he was a weird fucking person, fascinating person. Well,
1: the it, guy said the guy said he was addicted to women. Who is isn't?
0: <laughs> Maybe Michael. Now nah, he was addicted to children. <laughs>
1: I think we'll end on that note (laughs) (laughs)
0: Remember people Don't get drunk Get locked up. up